And and while I'm watching this, I was like, holy shit. Now kiss. And then and then they did. And then they did. <laughs> And then, they did. And, then, and then Rat Trap took his like tail that he like shoves into computer consoles all over all over Cybertron and shoved it right in her ass. Shoved it right in her plant ovule. And uh, sure. Something something sex joke squirted in her John all over. <laughs> that that last part was my 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 headcanon fan fiction take on the on the scene. Too much energy. <laughs> Hooray! You're Silverbolt. Days upgrades come with a warranty. Blah 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 blah. Beast Wars once and for all. Titor, what have you done? I am giving this episode no energon. What yeah. are you, a Quintesson? This is no energon. Fuck it. I, I can't. Sigma you balls! Gary! Sh- <laughs> 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 no! No! That! <laughs> Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Too Much Energon, the Quintesson quintessential podcast about everything beast wars most notably beast machines and beast wars and beast wars comics and transformer toys and um board games board games (laughs) uh, mutating card games uh christmas episodes you know the, the the whole the whole shebang the whole shindig that's us that's, That's us. us. We're the podcast that talks about Beast Wars shit, and we talk shit about Beast Wars. I, I am one of your hosts, NeoCal, and I am joined by the infamous, spicy, The Siege. <laughs> the Siege, as spicy as a uh, extra spicy Caesar. Not the ancient uh ancient ruler no oh, the, the roman uh, not the, <laughs> the ancient roman, roman dictator ru- not the ancient <laughs> you know, i was uh, kind of hoping that's you you, uh, you either die what i'm saying is you you either die a hero or you live long enough long enough to see yourself become a uh vodka a and a vodka and clamato <laughs> beverage <laughs> oh that's right caesar specifically is different than a bloody mary because a Bloody Mary is just tomato juice, but a Caesar is Clamato. Uh, yes, actually. And also my uh, my lovely American girlfriend, uh, uh, Lady Glitch, who appeared on a couple of episodes of this show uh, recently. Um, I, she didn't know what a Caesar was, and uh, it prompted me to actually... And I knew that uh, Caesars are a Canadian drink and so it prompted me to look up caesars and uh bloody mary is an american drink so a bloody mary is uh vodka and uh tomato juice and it's the same thing it just uses tomato juice instead of clamato instead of clamato juice yeah and uh the 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 canadian drink the caesar hail caesar caesars uh predate bloody marys so i did not know that so the so them 
them Americans, the them American bartenders uh, ripping off our famous, world famous Canadian alcoholic beverages and not even doing it right. No. You know, I, I didn't even know that. Today I learned, man up. Get, get you some shellfish in your drink. <laughs> in your tomato vodka drink. <laughs> Celery mean, salt, that motherfucker. It, it kind of makes sense. You're like, okay, like vodka. Yep, I'm on board. What are we going to mix with it? It's like, oh, like tomato juice. Okay, okay, yeah, I'm seeing it, seeing it, you know, put like some garnish in it, you know, if you're boring celery, but we can go higher than that. Okay, clam juice. What? What? You heard me. You tough Canadian. You put shellfish in your your alcoholic (laughs) drinks. (laughs) And uh, uh, someone just, someone stands up and is like, you're mad. And someone else is like, stands up and is like, no, that man is a god. <laughs> that man is a god. <laughs> and then later, the, um, the, uh, the, the weak, the weak, the scared, the cowardly invented the Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't want a little red tide poisoning. Ooh. What's these? <laughs> Put hair on the balls of your feet and never have to wear socks again. Uh, Cal, my boomer uncle used to say. Sorry, yes. <laughs> Cal, you you enjoy a Caesar or two, don't you? Yes, I do a lot. You do. <laughs> yeah, um, I do as well because I am a, a big fan of uh, Clamato juice, which I meant to pick some up today while I was grocery shopping, and just realized that I forgot. <laughs> after spending $280 on groceries. Um, And then with my employee discount, because I work at a grocery store, uh, with my employee discount, I saved $60.69. Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, I I also, I I really like uh, Clamato juice I have since I was a kid. It's a... a weird ritual in my family that like Clamato juice, it's not a thing that like we would always have in the house. It was always a thing that we had at holidays. So for, okay. So for me, like Clamato juice with like fresh ground pepper on top Mm. of it is like, it is like brings back memories of like Christmas dinner. Oh, interesting. I, I know it's, it's so weird. And I've never encountered anyone else who treated Clamato juice that way. For me, it was like, mandarin like a box of mandarin oranges or what like poor fat it, was it everyone or was it poor kids it's i everyone. feel like it was poor kids it was everyone okay that's yeah, everyone <laughs> yeah uh mandarin oranges are a staple of uh christmas uh very common stocking stuffers um but yeah so i i i've always really enjoyed clamato juice and um so i i too enjoy a caesar and uh because i also like things very spicy so i like my caesars extra spicy but you know what i don't like though is i don't like vodka um oh i i am a man who uh uh, makes makes no attempt to hide the fact that he enjoys an alcoholic beverage or 12. Um, you're known to enjoy an alcohol or two (laughs) or two or (laughs) 20 um uh but uh but uh yeah despite that um i really really don't like vodka and i never have i I drank it when i was a teenager quite a bit uh just 
because, you know, when you're a teenager and you're underage, like you basically drink whatever you can get your hands on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was usually ended up being vodka or Southern vodka and Comfort. Orange juice. Vodka and orange juice. Yeah. Uh, Southern Fireball. Was like... Fireball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Captain Morgan's. You know what I don't have like a weird nostalgia for? Fireball was this like, who underage drinking drink. Man, I was like 31, 32 when I was like, oh, somebody um left like fireball from like a the last shindig we had. It's been in here for like three months. You know, right. it's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna like make mix a drink with it. Like, sure, why not? Oh, I will make an alcohol with this. Uh, I didn't end up, yeah, I ended up uh going bye-bye <laughs> down <laughs> the drain. <laughs> I did uh, not yeah. make an alcohol. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Fireball is uh, terrible, but yeah, it was definitely uh, one of those like, underage drinking. Here we go. <laughs> kind of when you're a teenager getting drunk, everyone was all about Fireball. Um, its alcohol percentage is even kind of weak compared to other whiskey, which is weird to me because I think Fireball is only something like thirty percent, whereas most most whiskey is like forty, is forty to forty five. I would argue if you get like like paint thinner and like maple syrup, it might taste better <laughs> than, for, than Fireball. Yeah, we oh, wait, can... that's um, Coin Royale, Crown Royale. <laughs> uh, I, I actually really like Crown, so I, I just I know a lot but... of people do, actually. I don't even uh, mind it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a whiskey guy. I wasn't when I was younger. I was all about rum. Uh, when I like uh, rum and Coke was always my big thing when in like my early 20s my late teens early to mid 20s uh, and then i went for years where i didn't drink hard alcohol at all um and just drank beer um now i don't really drink beer much and i just drink hard alcohol because it's less i don't like how filling beer is the only time i ever drink beer is when i like go out to like, go out to a pub yeah and I'll, I'll have like maybe two i feel that yeah it's 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 um like it's an extra job right uh, yeah it feels like you're eating an extra meal if you, <laughs> yeah. when you start drinking beers especially if you drink like heavy beers so i i like hard alcohol because you can take like a sh you can take well a shot i always i always drink doubles but you can uh take like a double and mix it with like sugar-free soda and that's very quality light. over over quantity yeah yeah <laughs> there. Uh, and that yeah that that that's very light and plus it gets you it you know it gets you drunker than you know drinking i'm, I'm such beer. a uh i've got a weird like metabolism for it it hits me so fast even beer like i'll be like eat my burger or whatever and like half done like my like glass of beer like when we actually went to the the pub in that little group uh last time um that was the first time i drank in like two years and i was like whoa and I like immediately felt that like race rocks. And I was like, whoa. And then, and it's gone. And, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it, it comes fast and it goes fast. And I've always been like that. I've always been like, oh, Cal needs to stop drinking. He's going to start like getting sick and it's not good. And then like one and two hits and it's been like an hour and two. And then I'm like sober by the end of the night. And I'm like, other people are getting sick. And I'm like, I stopped drinking three hours ago. Why is everyone else get, getting worse? 
And I've always been like very quick, like quick to achieve a buzz or get drunk. And then like it, it goes away fast. So I've never had a hangover. So you've you've got uh, Captain America. The the metabolism of a super soldier is what you're saying. You're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I to circle back to uh, what I was talking about with Caesars was, um, uh, and I don't even know how we got on this train, but whatever. I'm gonna finish my my point. We, I, I, we don't I, apologize. <laughs> I, I don't like vodka. So a while ago, I was looking up uh, alternatives to make Caesars with, and. Uh, a very common one that I found online was tequila. Replacing the vodka with tequila in a Caesar. Let okay. me tell you, I highly recommend it. It's really good. No, huh. Okay, because that's one of the few drinks where I'm like, I kind of want to make Caesars at home. Just because I, I like them. Yeah. And again, I'm like, I am a like 18 year old, like a college girl. When it comes to vodka, I can only stomach it when it's like blueberry flavored or like birthday cake. (laughs) (laughs) When it tastes like something like else entirely. Um, But man, tequila Caesar. Yeah. It's happening. (laughs) Tequila Caesar. To kill a Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is, folks. Episode 79 of Too Much Energon. Did I even the, see the, the name Caesar's of the podcast? podcast? That's what you're watching. <laughs> uh, uh, but before we get it into... One, one, one thing I wanted it, to mention. Yeah. So one thing I wanted to mention. Uh, 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 on Patreon, we have a show, uh, a Patreon-exclusive show, uh, where we talk about news and current events called Laser Comb Tonight. Uh, it's available at the $10 and up tier. Um, a, a certain piece of news came out uh, recently, uh, today, as a matter of fact, uh, time of recording, it is March 31st, uh, 2022. And that day is also significant for another reason that I'll talk about after we, we, we talk about, uh, this, but, uh, per, uh, the rap, which is one of the Hollywood trades, uh, an article written by Adam Chitwood, who, which actually kind of, uh, uh, I was like, oh, hey, cool. Cause he worked for, um. Uh, news blog collider.com for year like over a decade and was oh, actually cool. and he co-hosted their podcast for like a decade oh, so i'm like shit. i'm like i'm like oh hey cool adam chitwood uh i didn't know that he was working for the rap now that's that's rad that's that is a step up from collider <laughs> collider.com <laughs> um but so an article on the rap.com by uh adam chitwood uh, re- has the following headline. Michael Bay says Steven Spielberg told him to stop making Transformers movies. <laughs> I made too many of them. The director confessed to Unilad UK. <laughs> I made too many of them. So Steve... Anybody so Mike- that's watched too much Energon this far through? Undoubtedly. We say has- that. We've said that like two dozen times. Like, I'll be like, what are there? Like, three, four of those movies? And you'll be like, there's eight. And I'm like, fuck. (laughs) So, uh, even Michael, the the article says, even Michael Bay admits that, yes, he should have stopped making Transformers movies. 
Uh, he was handpicked by Steven Spielberg to uh, to direct the the first Transformers movie, which came out in 2007. And uh, even right after that, he didn't really want to make another one. But uh, they started backing up the dump trucks full of money. And he was like, he was like, all right. I and do then, like lots of money. <laughs> after he did the second one, he was like, okay, I'm going to stop after three. And Steven Spielberg even told him, you shouldn't do any more than three. And after the third one came out, he was like, okay, I'm done. Uh, but the third one made like a billion dollars. So, And then the Chinese dump trucks started backing up and <laughs> yeah. pouring money on them. That, that fourth one actually did have Chinese co-financing. Um, yeah, <laughs> they, a lot they of, fucking uh, love Transformers, man. A, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, blockbuster action movies in the early to mid 2010s had Chinese back. It was a it you don't see it anymore, but it was this weird like trend that was going on in Hollywood about a decade ago. Like mm-hmm. Iron Man three was like co-financed by by Chinese investors. Like I don't know, it, it was weird, um, and then it kind of just stopped. You know what um they wanted to help fund like the Chinese cinema industry um like another uh, Aquaman movie they they love robots and they love like things about the water like they Aquaman did like I think it was like the third highest I mean I might be talking out of my ass or just um talk uh quoting somebody who was misinformed but it was like something like in the top five like Marvel movies. And well, in a, China, it's a DC movie. Oh, sorry, uh, Aqu- yeah, build that. DC. Aquaman, bewilderingly enough, is Top actually or something. It is the highest grossing DCEU movie to date. Oh, okay, so I'm not talking yeah. out of my ass. Yeah, like people no, loved Aquaman. It and, was so um, it was so weird too because like it grossed more than Wonder Woman. It grossed more than Man of Steel. It grossed more than Batman v Superman. It grossed more than Aquaman. Justice League. It's what fucking fuck? Aquaman. Like. I and from what I can tell, the movie's kind of bananas and and like all over the place. Uh, I I wasn't a huge fan of it, um, but uh, other people were. I'll never know. <laughs> but yeah, um, China, um, the oh man, it's it's something like seventy five percent of the global, um, box office is from China for that movie. And keep in mind, they're really strict about like how much money they like share. Like you need to give up like a lot of your money, like 80% of the, the, the box office take for it to even air in China. Well, and I think they, I think it's, they only select 13. It's a very finite number. They only select, and I think it's 13. They only select 13 American films per year that will play in, that will play in their country. You better be as good as Aquaman, is what they're saying. (laughs) Uh, It's super. I like. I'm gonna look up the Chinese box office, but it's it might be number one, man. Oh, and then um, in the top ten, like six of them are Transformers movies. Like they, after the third one, Transformers movies were just made for China. Well, yeah, the the third one made a uh, grossed over a billion dollars, and then. uh, and then, uh, yeah, Michael Bay was like, oh, okay, well, now I'm going to stop. And then 
like you said, Chinese dump trucks f- full of money piled up, <laughs> backed up onto his lawn. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll do a fourth one. And then that made over a billion dollars too. And then even more dump trucks of money pulled up and he was like, God damn it. I guess I'll do another one. And then that one relatively bombed. <laughs> that one only, yeah. ma- that one only made 500 million at the box office. You, you Which, gotta, you gotta keep reinvesting and you gotta, you gotta sell, sell high. Buy low. Which, uh, it's, it's kind of wacky to think that like Transformers three and four each made like a billion to a billion and a half dollars. And then all of a sudden the fifth one comes out like three years later, makes like a third of that. It's like, I don't know where the switch was, where people just suddenly started figuring out that these movies are dog shit. After the <laughs> Dinobots came in, what more can you want? Uh, uh, Rise of the Beasts. I... We we want Beast Wars, goddammit. We want Beast Wars! We want the goddamn motherfucking Beast Wars. Not oh, directed by Michael Bay. Not directed by Michael Bay. Well, there was something. Is there something else about March 31st? Uh, there was. This is another article I'm going to go to. This is becoming a de facto episode of uh, of Lasercomb Tonight. And this is a freebie, listeners. That's right. Only because it's related to Transformers. <laughs> uh, that was related to Transformers. Um, on the subject of uh, uh, other... Uh, trans-related issues. We talking about Matrix? No. Oh. Uh, listeners, we're we're from Next Victoria. <laughs> we're from Victoria, uh, British Columbia. If you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, really, you, you'll know that we we talk about Victoria uh, periodically here and there. Too much. Yeah, probably too much. Pretty soon, people are gonna know like our addresses and shit. We're gonna get doxxed. I'm just saying, just just walk by and say hi. Yeah. Just, just like don't 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 ring the doorbell. Just you know, like message tweet tweet me and be like, hey, I'm outside. And just and then that's it. That's it. That's as far and, as you're allowed. And, and do your best uh trucker rhinox impression. <laughs> and then I will like raise a glass and cheers you and yell, yeehaw. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so uh, 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 the province of British Columbia has declared today uh, uh, Transgender Day of Visibility. So it's a new, like, not... It's a new, like, fake holiday, basically. You know, like, everything is, like... some Something is, like, some kind of day of something. But this is, signi- like... The, this is significant, and it's actually being recognized by the provincial government and the BC legislature... Uh, actually is now flying the uh, trans pride flag. Who would have thought we'd even... Which is... Uh, we'd see something like that in our life. I, 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 I know, and it's great. Um, uh, l- listeners, uh, me and Cal are two uh, cis, cisgender dudes, but uh, I, I think I speak for both of us that we like to think of ourselves as uh, allies. It's it's not even like those things like one day I just stopped being a shitlord and became an ally. It's just like you kind of like look around and it's like maybe because we are in a that West Coast kind of more progressive kind of like area, but it's just like, oh, like half my friends are gay and the other half are trans. And 
you know, a yeah. tenth of them are are non-binary, and it it just <laughs> it hap it just it just happens, and yeah. so it's it's interesting. Yeah, like obviously want to to be allies, but it's always just felt like just being normal, or just being just being a decent person. Just I it, like instead of like an ally, like it. Because it almost feels like, oh, you have to go out of your way to be an ally. And you can go out of your way to promote rights and to to act like an ally, right? But it's just, I mean, like, <laughs> because we have so many friends that are, like, trans and non-binary and gay or gender fluid or what whatever under the rainbow. It's just like, well if people are picking on like any of my friends or like trying to deny them like any like human rights, like I'm going to fight you whether or not you're like my, like, you know, like cisgendered heterosexual, like, like white boomer friend. <laughs> right. Or, you know, like you're uh, like a 20 year old, like experimenting, not sure if you're like trans or non-binary or, or, you know, um, it, like anything like that kind of thing it's it's weird seeing how like aggressive the internet is when you're just kind of chill with it so sorry yeah. i'm going on like a weird like little like rant here but it's just like oh cool and to them it is a big deal and then you peek into the dark recesses of like the internet and you're like well there's a lot of people that aren't cool <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the the point that I was just trying to make as like was that uh, we're a couple of dudes who are not trans, but we're very pro trans rights. Yeah, and that we've like not not to get too much into my nitty gritty like uh, background or to uh, oust like anybody, but like I've dated someone who was trans. Um, uh, I've had uh, uh, trans in laws. I've had trans friends. I've had uh, uh, relatives of partners be who who are trans. Uh, I've dated uh, a few trans people over the years. Yeah, and it's just it's kind of like good to see man. Even like I was going to say ten years ago, but even five years ago, that it's not trendy fucking internet man it's not trendy to be like trans it's that we are making we live in a society where it's easier to go well wait a second and like if a person thinks that they're trans like they should feel comfortable like exploring that and like man 10 20 years ago not so much no no, 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 no. Freaking coworkers, like, like, oh, isn't it weird that like all of these trans people are just suddenly appearing? And I'm like, is it? Isn't uh, that good? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe well, it's maybe it's just that uh, people uh, nowadays, uh, because it's uh, uh, because it's being more widely accepted, people are feeling more more and more people are feeling more comfortable and safer like actually be outwardly being themselves in public. And don't we want that? Don't uh, we want to live yeah that, in a place where like Christopher is allowed to say the things that he likes or that he feels or that he identifies with that other people are that you listening 
And like, what do we lose by <laughs> letting people like find out who they are and ex- express who they are? So it's it's really weird that there are um, millions of people that are like trying to be what's the word regressive and not going to get into like any recent politics or anything like that. But there are parties becoming more and more popular that want to roll back the clock a little bit. So BC, the province that we live in, fuck yeah, good job Man. BC, yeah, yeah, go BC. I mean, yeah. the pipeline, I, we all, I'm just going to forget that, I mean, that was canceled too. So, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that, much that, to the that, people's that... delight, not the, <laughs> not the, uh, the politicians, but yeah, we're, the, we're the... doing all right. We're doing all right. Uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. So this is, um, yeah, I just, uh, wanted to bring that up cause, uh, that brightened my day a bit to, to read that earlier. people like watching i came on here to learn about transformers like in the good old days not listen to these (laughs) these two white kids talk about trans issues unsubscribe thumbs down (laughs) nasty comment you are gay (laughs) the letter u the letter r (laughs) gay (laughs) you know what if you've listened to this far Leave, leave that message in the comments please <laughs> send us an email too much en- uh saying you guys are gay <laughs> too much energon at outlook.com and i will respond with yes thank you yeah we'll, we'll credit you on everything <laughs> uh, all right so on anyway, this moment this is occasion this, this is episode 79, 79. Of too much energon what are we talking about this week Talking about the 10th episode of Beast Machines Season 2. And the 10th episode is Spark of Darkness. Dun, dun, dun. Which originally aired on October 28th of 2000. Ooh, a spooky episode. Uh, Yeah, kind of. Okay, so... I mean, yeah. (laughs) But before we... um... Before we get into like going over the episode like uh, bit by bit, um, already I'm gonna say that this ep- one there was one big big glaring issue that uh, uh, well spoilers for what my rating is gonna be uh, or a hint of what my rating for this episode is gonna be later on. Um, the fact that it was so painfully obvious that this was Mega Spark floating around and possessing all of these junk bots. Um, and that the characters had no earthly idea really diminished my enjoyment, my ability to enjoy this episode. So, uh, surprise Pikachu face when they're like Megatron. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, who the fuck else? Although to be fair, the episode thought double tricked me. Like, it's like, Oh, they're actually clever. Oh, never mind. (laughs) <laughs> because the the first time um Megatron um possesses like just one of the junk heaps um boy oh boy does that look like rampage no well uh the face of it is the head the head from the um from uh uh transmetal dino clone 2 it's the transmetal dinobot head 
they they Looks just like read the body of rampage uh, kind of yeah yeah like the torso i i don't know and i was like oh shit and it wasn't dying and it kept getting back up and i'm like did they find rampage how no, he that, died on planet inner john that would have well yeah technically he did did he yeah he did was that confirmed uh or implied uh, heavily he, implied uh what's his name depth charge uh stabbed an energon blade right into his spark and they both exploded and we saw we saw uh pieces of their bodies float to the surface of because they did this underwater uh so it, it was pretty pretty clear that uh rampage died uh, makes you wonder why the maximals put them on him on the science ship to get rid of when they could have just stabbed him in the chest with an energon dagger yeah which also earlier like megatron was able to cut his separate spark. it he was able to separate it with an energon blade and he says using an energon blade on any other spark would have destroyed it but it seems you cannot be terminated and then like fast forward to depth charge and it's like i'm gonna kill you the only way i know how with an energon blade and i'm like oh you know what he doesn't use an energon blade he used a shard of raw energon crystal unstable right maybe that's why i don't know I don't know. Yeah, that, yeah. That's not the episode we're talking about. That would have been a better episode. That would have been a better episode. Let's kind of blow through this because yeah. I'm, I'm dealing with some allergies and this so wasn't a very good episode anyway. So, so here's the gist. They're like, hey, we won. There's still a big battle like ahead, but it's going to be like, you know, going, talking to those two generals, Stryka and Obsidian. Obsidian, right? Uh, they just want to serve Cybertron. So maybe they'll. Maybe they'll join us. Yeah. And um, what else? It's like, oh, uh, you work on some plant science with Rat Trap Botanica. Um, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, and you go scout and try to look for, like, so, whatever. So they the all split up. so the Maximals are all like hanging out in uh and the floating Megahead, lifeless Megahead base. I I guess. <laughs> I I mean, why not? Right. Uh. uh, uh great view <laughs> it has a wonderful view of megatropolis yes <laughs> um and yeah they're all happy and celebrating being like yeah finally megatron's dead woohoo and uh uh silverbolt is like really are we sure he's dead because we've thought we've killed him before and he always comes back and they're like no this we're time sure for this sure. time this time for sure uh-huh. so the max so the maximals decide that they're gonna go and try and recruit uh Stryka and obsidian meanwhile gary tells uh rat trap and botanica to like go and farm basically and rat trap is like complaining about it being like man all everyone else is all out doing the fun stuff and i've gotta uh trim some hedges with plant lady i gotta plow some fields plow i gotta go plow some fields with botanica really just dig my seed deep into her into her okay so so many things comments that rat trap was making to uh to botanica as like means of like complaining about being stuck with the job that he has sounded like sexual innuendo i like he uh, at one point yeah, at one point it he just was, is. 
at one point he comments about like uh like being stuck uh plowing her field and i'm like <laughs> i'm like that that's got to be sexual innuendo <laughs> oh man i guess i have to stay she really wants me to plant my seed in her fertile soil i <laughs> <laughs> like there's more than one there is more than one, yeah. And, and I was maybe like, at first, like a twelve-year-old would go, Heh -heh. but like sixteen and upwards, you're like, hold you're, on, yeah. He, <laughs> the, these are these are double entendres here, shamelessly. And, and I'm like, but why? But we find out why. <laughs> well, we why? find out why. So they they get at each other's throats and uh, like just pissed you're off. Stupid! You're a stupid plant. You're a dirty rat oh yeah well your ass is huge and round and i just want to like bounce corners off it and she's all like well you have a stupid rat face that i just want to want to choke and then uh, a little um avatar little little pandora action where they like stick their tails in each other and yeah sure yeah i <laughs> i mean does anyone else canonically have Something similar to a phallus. Oh, I guess Cheetor. It's got a tail. Yeah. Cheetor's like, I don't just have a tail, I have a barbed dick. <laughs> okay, now we're just getting <laughs> now we're just getting weird. And Gary Primal is just like, Yeah, well, look at these thumbs, motherfuckers. <laughs> look, respect its girth. <laughs> look at the size of these fists, baby. Look at this. I gotta crack open an entire coconut. <laughs> I'm gonna destroy that ass. <laughs> Remember that Donkey Kong like rhythm game that you get? Donkey Kong where... Jungle Beat. <laughs> I here's the thing. Banana Slammer. <laughs> Banana Slammer. Shit, that should be one of the shows we review on. The laser, uh, the laser oh 100 i was actually You're thinking about that the, the the other day i almost okay. chose that i have an ad uh listeners we have another podcast called the laser comb podcast where we basically do this but it's we we do a random episode of a different show each and every week um uh but yeah, I, I was actually think i shit you not i was thinking recently about uh wanting to do that show on a future episode um, amazing <laughs> and, and i got to thinking about it because uh, a couple of years ago uh one of my favorite bands uh ale storm i don't know if i'm sure i must have talked about them at some point on the podcast oh, I've, I've heard of them here or there <laughs> uh, they're they're quite popular um but uh a couple of years ago they came out with an album called curse of the crystal coconut <laughs> and uh i didn't think anything of the title <laughs> yeah they have a song on there called uh, uh, Pirate Scorn. And so I remember I was this was in uh, mid-2020, so this was like still like early days of the pandemic where like long lineups to get into anything. So standing in a lineup uh, waiting to get into um, uh, Canadian Tire, and I was listening to the, this new album of theirs for the first time, and it came to Pirate Scorn, and I'm listening, and I'm like, this tune, this tune sounds really familiar. And it's like do 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 and then I'm listening to the the lyrics and I'm like uh 
and like I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm like, this sounds really familiar. And then he mentions the uh, uh, in the lyrics, like the song mentions the crystal coconut and Congo Bongo. And I'm like, wait a minute. And so I, I look in the liner notes and like the song, it's like it says like it says who wrote all the songs and the songwriters for that song were completely different. I'm like, is this the song from the, the fucking one of the songs from and i remembered the song too i'm like is this one of the fucking songs from uh the donkey kong the cg donkey kong cartoon because there was one episode that starts off with like these three with like these three like uh uh pirate crocodile pirates like dancing on a pirate ship and it's a song it's an earworm of a song that just really sticks in your head and like i hadn't seen that show since like 1997 and i still remembered this and I'm like, what were they called? The alligator people? Kremlin, Kremlings, Kremlings. Um, but, and so I look it up and lo and behold, it is that exact fucking song. And like, I don't even necessarily want to do a random episode of that show for the laser comb podcast, break format a little bit. I want to do that episode in particular. <laughs> oh, but we will be cursed beyond belief. <laughs> Should we break format? <laughs> true, true, true. But uh, but that but anyway. Said, so one of my favorite bands covered a fucking song from Donkey the, Kong Country from the Donkey the CG Donkey Kong Country cartoon from like 1997. That's wild. <laughs> and so I was listening to the to the album again the other day, and when the song came on, I'm like, man, we we really we really got to cover this show on the Laser Comb podcast. I'm glad that I wasn't the only one that thought of it. Hey, listeners, you notice how little we're talking about this episode of Beast Machines? Oh, yeah, you're welcome, by the way. Um, We're making this sound way better than it actually is. So basically, to get back to the um, the, the Congo Bongo. To get back to to Banana Slam. To to go all Banana Slamma on this motherfucker. Banana Slamma! I thought... That it indeed was going to be a banana slamma. But instead, we get like rat trap slamma. Yeah. A ratata slamma. Uh they they get attacked didn't see by that like, coming. They get attacked by like a big like hunk of junk. It looks like uh, thrust. Who can even tell? Because all the vehicons of the same type look the same. And then and then uh after they stop it like uh, an orange spark and this is why it was so fucking obvious that it was megatron it's like it looks like his spark uh it uh, megatron spark leaves and then it goes to um uh we, we cut to like i can't remember even remember if this happened before or after but it whatever. attacks a little bit of everybody it, it attacks a little the... bit of everybody um yeah. uh black arachne and silverbolt are off like walking together and black arachne is like like oh we're finally free we can we can finally be in love and silverbolt is like but are we free megatron How do we know that megatron uh, isn't still alive out there and black arachnia goes fucking ape shit on him like yeah hey, with her st- just stop making excuses for for come on stop trying to fuck me and fuck me basically <laughs> stop trying to, to fuck me and fuck me and it's like yeah girl yeah like fuck this dude like what what do you do like you eat sleep and like 
breathe and like shit like vengeance like relax like bone your girlfriend fuck dude so what you're saying is he's robert pattinson in the batman yeah <laughs> it's a line of no time movie. for erections that that's basically <laughs> what that character is like in that movie oh. <laughs> there there is even a line in the movie where uh someone is like who who are you and he doesn't say i'm batman he says i am vengeance it's I'm vengeance it, it's supposed to be intense it actually made me chuckle a little bit i'm like <laughs> uh i i, I was not, not wearing hockey pads I, I I was not a big fan of uh, that Batman movie. Yeah, I have not seen it. And based on my movie viewing habits those of the last five years, I probably never, <laughs> I might never watch it. I don't know. Uh, I, I talk about it on our uh, Patreon content, but to, to quickly like summarize, uh, it's very clear. And movie has great production values great cinematography fantastic score i i think the movie has the best um batman theme song uh out of any of the movies thus far uh but it's very clear that the that the uh that matt reeves the writer and director of the film uh really liked the dark really liked batman begins in the dark knight and uh david fincher's seven and zodiac now Maybe a I have, suspect zero. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now I have seen all of those movies, so watching uh, a, a a movie that just uh, takes all of that and puts it into a blender and reorganizes it, uh, was didn't really. It, I wasn't really wowed by it. You know, I walked Maybe. out of it and I was like, eh. Maybe all future movies from here on out are just going to be extremely derivative. Now we're reaching the age where all media will always be like cuts of just a bunch of other media. And maybe there will, there will never be any more joy. Maybe <laughs> for we movies can all, for, we, for us. We, we can only hope. One thing I did, I did say too to like a coworker of mine was I was like, after I, kind of summarize like my briefly summarize my thoughts on the movie i'm like and i don't know maybe i've just maybe i'm just getting old and have seen too many fucking batman movies at this point too many batmans man yeah uh anyway uh so uh black arachnia speaking of batmans black arachnia <laughs> and uh <laughs> uh wait where's night scream um Black Arachne and Silverbolt get uh, attacked by Megaspark again, this time taking uh, in a giant hulking body that is reminiscent of Rampage, but also uses the head of Transmetal 2 Dinobot. He's like a, a bunch of parts, I guess, is the point. Yeah. Yep. And so they stop him and... But it's blah, hard blah. to kill him because he doesn't take damage and they're like, oh, what, is, what does this guy eat? And the thing is, he goes, which made me think it was Rampage. But it, uh, it's with, it's Megatron's voice, though. Yeah. And it's clearly his spark possessing all of these junk heaps. And everyone just seems so confused by it. And they see the spark in the episode. They, they see the spark and they go, get that spark. So the way it ends up going is Rat Trap and Botanic are like pulling up their pants and getting dressed. They're like, man, we can't tell anybody about this. 
And she's all like, yeah, I don't want anybody to know I fucked a rat. <laughs> she's like tall. She's hot. Her makeup game is on point. She knows she's a scientist and a captain. Yeah, she she knows that she's an 11 out of 10. Uh, she she doesn't need to. Uh, uh, she she doesn't need the world to know that she took uh, some four out of 10 rat dick. But that being said, part of her likes how how crude and disgusting and like sneaky rat trap is. You know, you're 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 thinking of that episode of Futurama, right? One of the few oh, yes. episodes of Futurama <laughs> I've actually seen. I haven't yeah. watched much of it, but I've seen the one episode where Fry, there's the like this like uh, really uppity like bureaucrat lady who ends up like in a secret uh, relationship with Fry because, because she's he's really dumb and gross, and... because she's really turned on by how like disgusting and unorganized he is. Yeah, that that's what we got going here. Love yeah, that. that. That's what we got going here. Uh, there's some bullshit with the uh, the Maximals, like uh, once again going to the uh, Viacon, going to Viacon Generals, and being like, "Hey, why don't we team up?" Although this time it actually makes sense, I would argue, because Stryka and Obsidian are just sworn to defend Cybertron, and now the Megatron's gone. Uh, Cheetor is like, "Yeah, well, we're Cybertron now." So, yeah. and then they're kind of like, eh, "Well." And they kind of listen, and then Thrust throws up at a, shows up out of nowhere, and so confused by this character, and he shows up and he's huh. like, "Hey, traitors! You're you should be loyal to Megatron's vision." And they're like, "He's fucking dead, man. Move on." And he's like, "Never. Next time I see you, I'm gonna waste you." And then he buggers off because they're all attacked by. By uh, Megatron angry taking over some scrap that kind of looks like Jetstorm. Yeah. But anyways, like a like a zombie. Like it, it got it has kind of a zombie look to it. Yeah, they're going cool. for like an undead, like Transformer vibe. Yeah. Um, they defeat it. Yeah, yeah. Some drama. Um, but they go, you know what? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna team up with you. And Cheetor is like, oh boy, I'm gonna get good boy points. Uh, Night Scream, uh, understandably, doesn't really trust them. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. You, you have no reason to. Yeah. <laughs> How dare we ever agree with anything that Night Scream says on the show? <laughs> right. And uh, what happened? Eventually, um, everyone reports back to uh, Primal, and he's like, okay, some shit is going on. Everybody, back to base right now back to mega head get 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 back in the head folks and and there's this like shit where they're like oh it, it's a spark and gary's like but it can't be my link with the oracle uh because of my link with the oracle i i would be able to detect it if it was a spark but i can't mm-hmm. and it's like well maybe it's the spark of someone who also now has a connection to the oracle and can maybe hide himself from you Maybe. Jeez, who could it be? Who has a different spark? Hmm. Well, we'll never know, but let's try to catch him. Yeah. And then yeah. nobody's... Yeah, and there's like there's a whole bunch of bullshit that goes on in... in Finally, Megahead. there's some credit. Yeah, they're inside. They're chasing the spark. It's like a Scooby-Doo thing. They yeah. try to make it scary, but like it's not 
Because we rat, know it's Megatron. Uh, rat Trap uh, has uh, a Eureka. He has a Eureka moment where he talks about like Sparks, like having positrons, and they actually. I remember in one other episode they used the term positronic, like positron. Mm. They actually use the term positronic brain in one episode, which I'm like, that is a Star Trek thing. Like positrons oh. are 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 a thing, but like uh, a a positronic brain specifically is something that was created for Star Trek: The Next Generation. I, I'm surprised it isn't like a, 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 a trademark term. Um, uh, can you trademark like two words? Uh, yes, actually, you can. <laughs> if it's the name of something completely fictitious, yeah, you can. Hmm. I wonder if anybody um, has the patent on automatic doors. <laughs> uh, well, no, because um, that's not something. It, it has to do with like the context of which it's used and like what it's used for. So, like, copyright law is like really dense and complicated. But it's like I can't. Like you can get in hot water, say, being a pro wrestling company and like name dropping something very specific about your competition. You wouldn't want to do that because like that's just free promotion. Right. But like but like technically someone like WWE could get in hot water if they specifically were like, oh, this Wednesday on AEW Dynamite. If they if they mention something like that without permission, tech, technically you can get in legal trouble for that. Right. Although it in that's kind of a bad example because that would never happen because like no one would ever no one would ever like fight the free promotion there. Maybe we should put a trademark on positronic brain. <laughs> well, at at this point, it's been uh, it it's used so much now that it's one of those. Oh, things it's that, entered the. Yeah, it's like uh, Marvel didn't uh, Marvel didn't copyright uh, the term uh, adamantium because it just didn't occur to them. And eventually it got to a point where they couldn't anymore. So that's why in Fallout, there is a perk called adamantium skeleton and they can get away with that. Rad. <laughs> yeah, um, it just became its own thing. Yeah. And you like you have a certain amount of time after you like invent a name of something come up with a name of something right and then it enters uh free public domain public domain yeah the the term for that Mar right, marvel right. marvel didn't make that mistake with uh vibranium though which is why everything the in more the sexual metal which is why everything <laughs> in the mcu like every like super metal basically in the mcu is all just uh vibranium even some stuff in the movies that in the comics the characters uh like the in the comics like things that were some things that were made out of adamantium in the mcu it's just all vibranium mm, because that's I've also because that's a term that they that they actually do have a copyright on i've also um seen adamantium in other like media yeah yep yeah. yeah. but it, it was something that was created uh for marvel comics they just it just didn't occur to them to copyright the term and mm. now they can't and the world is better for it and the world is better for it uh speaking of the world being better for it uh rat trap yeah he oh, has he, his eureka he ghostbusters moment. yeah he he, he he makes a ghostbuster like 
thing to fucking trap the rogue. Uh, also, he he figures out it's Megatron. It's basically he he takes a diagnostic drone and jury rigs a spark extractor to it so he can extract the spark. Megatron's like uh, depolarized spark or whatever. Yeah, and using new uh, like neutri- neutrons, neutrinos, or something, he stabilizes it so that it so it that his can't spark. Leave. Yeah, there. This is actually kind of cool. This was the only thing that I thought this was interesting the, about agreed. the episode. Yeah, was that uh, oh, it's like okay, so there is actually like some scientific reasons why like sparks like there. We're getting a little bit of an explanation why sparks like end up being bonded to a body. And why they can't just like yeah. body hop unless you know you're Gary. Of course, you're you're Gary Primal, and then you, and you can, can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> you can do whatever you want as long as you got it. Uh, as long as you got a blunt in hand. As long as you got a blunt in hand, and um, uh, what was the uh, what was DK's girlfriend Candy and Candy Kong on one arm? You're good to go. And enough bananas to last a lifetime. Enough bananas to last a slammer. <laughs> enough bananas to last me in the slammer. Man, Candy Kong? Uh, she had a fucking ass, man. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I was going to say, are you, are you implying that she, she was hot? Because I, I may have thought that watching that when I was 12 in 1997. Uh, I rewatched the specific episode that I mentioned uh, a couple of years ago after um, discovering that Ailstorm covered the song from that episode. I mm-hmm. bought it on iTunes. Uh, she's kind of horrifying looking by today's standards. Dead ass though, man. <laughs> we, we're all primates. <laughs> uh, that is true, yeah. Uh, so... Yeah, so Rat Trap uh, Spark extracts and bonds uh, uh, Mega Spark into a diagnostic drone. And now he can talk for the first time since he's been body hopping. He's like, ha, you have, I live. And then he's like, what is this body I'm in? He actually says, what? What is this body? Why can't I leave it? And Rat Trap's like, <laughs> my dick Megatron and smokes a cigarette, <laughs> flicks it out, puts it out on his like lens. Oh, you little shit. And he's like, How does it feel to be smaller than me? Actually, I kind of like it. <laughs> now burn the cigarettes, me. burn the cigarettes <laughs> more slowly next time. Yes. And tell me what a worthless what a worthless boy I am. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> Call me a bitch. <laughs> Uh, I'm I actually... discovering something new. <laughs> and I think I like it. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I actually like how uh, expressive and animated the diagnostic drone. Megatron is a diagnostic the, drone. The is. last five minutes are where the episode is actually very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and what ends up happening here? Oh. The, the, the other the gig Max- is up, right? The, the other Maximals show up. The other Maximals like, show up, and they're Megatron. like... Megatron? Megatron? What? <laughs> How could it be? And blah, and blah. And Rattrap is like, actually, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, shut up, nerd. <laughs> no, um, they actually they, they actually acknowledge give, Yeah, they actually the first give, time on the freaking show. They actually give Rattrap credit, and they're like, wow, that 
that was great good we wouldn't good have job. been able to stabilize him and like put him in a bad body if it wasn't for rat trap like holy shit and he's like finally <laughs> And, and so, like, well, did you and Botanica end up plowing uh, that field? And he's like, oh, oh, oh no, yeah. I got busy. Well, let's just say, you know, uh, uh, I I may have trimmed some hedges. Let's if you if you I know what I mean, uh, planted a, a nut or two. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I may have uh, given her a uh, given her a Energon uh, facial. Uh, what, all what? I'm all I'm saying is I watered her flowers, okay? All I'm saying is that Botanica goes ass to mouth. <laughs> you never go, and Cheetor is like, he goes, you never go ass to, to mouth. mouth, plant to mouth. I meant plant to mouth. And then Botanica or uh, and Black Arachne is like, yeah, sometimes Black Arachne is like, sometimes you know, when the uh, in the heat of the moment, it's it's acceptable to go ass to mouth. It's acceptable to go plant to mouth. <laughs> now we're just referencing. Clerks now we're referencing Clerks. Fuck, I love Clerks too. Uh, it's it's great. Um, have you watched it recently? No. <laughs> um. I saw that movie in uh, theaters. This is like the most like off topic, like episode of too much energon we've had in a very long time. So That's listeners, okay. if you're, if you're into that, uh, you're welcome. Uh, if you're not into that, we're sorry. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> uh, so I, I saw clerks too, when it first came out in 2001, I went and saw it in theaters. Uh, and I really, really liked it. Cause I I've liked Kevin Smith's movies since yeah. I was like, 13 or so um watch that movie in your mid 30s and it hits a whole different way because that movie is very much about those two guys being in their like mid early to mid 30s and feeling kind of lost in life like not knowing like in like, different ways like one thinks he should have accomplished more but the other one wants to hold on to his youth yeah yeah, yeah okay De okay. I, I definitely uh, watch watch Clerks too in your thirties because you're gonna you're gonna it's gonna connect with you in completely new ways. I'm ready for pillow pants to knock my socks off. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, uh, uh, they're like like uh, taunting Megatron, being like, "Ha ha, you little How does it feel to be small." You annoying little shit. Now you're just a diagnostic drone. Here, let me smack you around a little bit. Megatron's he's like, like, it feels good. <laughs> and Gary's like, yeah, sh sh should I should I keep going then? Step uh, on me, Primal. Step on me with your dirty organic feet. <laughs> what is this episode? I don't even know. So uh, Megatron is like, no, fuck you. And then like activates a uh, control panel and um uh brings out Activates spark extractors the, the the spark extractors seems like he's gonna win but then the uh the viacon generals show up and uh then they realize that the uh diagnostic drone is megatron and uh he's like what are you going to do brother yes when megatron runs wild on you <laughs> make your choice 
yeah so they they have to choose whether they continue their alliance with the the maximals or they return to serving megatron and they just grab uh, the megatron and like jump off the cliff yeah so while everybody's like oh are they gonna help us are they against us like what's gonna happen they kind of very quickly without communicating look at each other charge at megatron who's just this little diagnostic drone now um yeah. and grab him and like primal is kind of just like and I at first thought, oh shit, they want to kill him. But then when they jumped down the shaft and then just pieced out down yeah. like a down a corridor, I'm like, oh, <laughs> they're they're retreating with him. Yeah, yeah. And uh Megatron indeed, Megatron gives them shit. And once they're outside. Once they're outside, he gives them shit for doing that. And they're like, they're like, well, we were outnumbered like it seemed like the most tactically sound thing to do was retreat and megatron's like i don't fucking care you sh- i I'm I- right where i wanted him and they were like he was stomping on your face exactly did i stutter bitch <laughs> uh thrust shows up and like smacks uh megatron away just thinking, <laughs> thinking just it's, thinks a diagnostic it's a drone. diagnostic drone he's like all right listen here chumps because this he's is the way it should be them yeah yeah like he he's coming to um thrust is coming to shit talk the generals by the way they could easily scrap this guy they are five times bigger than him and And their weaponry is way better (laughs) uh, five times bigger five times stronger five times more intelligent they're supposed to be like the greatest like tactical minds in cybertron history and i love that thrust comes up and he's like listen here you little shits this is how it's gonna be, and, and like, and then Megatron flies back and smacks Thrust, and he's like, "How dare you! It's me, you idiot!" And yeah, Thrust is like, "Oh, Megatron!" <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. So Megatron starts shit talking him, and he's like, "I can't believe how fucking useless you are, Thrust. I, you are an embarrassment to me." And my Viacon army, and I wish I had never created you. Now get out of my sight. And they're like, "Well, uh, actually, the generals, the, the generals, yeah. they're like, well, uh, uh, actually, boss, uh, uh, he was the one who stayed loyal and was like trying to convince us to, uh, to, to, we should keep following." And him. if and if it wasn't for him being so rigidly like following you, we might not have. Yeah, yeah, and Megatron's like. Shut up. Now listen. (laughs) Shut up. Now listen. (laughs) I will never apologize or say Thrust is cool. No. The episode kind of ends on a cliffhanger with Megatron basically being like, we need to get the Sparks back. Yes. Right now. Right now. And Uh, I'm like, you guys are kind of in the worst position than you've ever been. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, because they don't have the Mega Head, they don't have control over all the vehicons. Uh, right? I, I think the generals still have control over their vehicons. I don't think Megatron has control over them anymore, though, specifically. So now they are just choose. I don't think Megatron has control over the vehicons anymore. I think it's just the generals who do. So now more than ever, he actually needs them to be loyal to him. And that brings up now and then the episode kind of wraps up that brings it me up to um something night scream said and again never thought i'd say it but night scream he, he said something kind of cool uh he was like um 
how can we trust these guys uh, to be loyal to us when they couldn't even be loyal to Megatron in the first place? And I'm like, right. Yeah. And then Boss Monkey is like, they're loyal to Cybertron. Yeah. So they're going to do what's best for it. Well, well, are they though? Are they? And I thought so, or at least he thought so. <laughs> yeah. Until he like watched in astonishment as they grabbed little mega drone. And, mega, mega drone. There we go. That's his yeah. new name. And fucked off with them. And they were so s- stunned that they like didn't even chase them. And I'm like, all of you are right there. Right there. You're, you're hot on their heels. Ch- chase them? Does Megahead have missiles or photon cannons? Shoot them? Like, go yeah. get him, man. That's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, Meg- Megatron is a fucking little, like, dinky-ass diagnostic drone now. Now is the time to just, like, grab him and, like, squash him like a mosquito. And all of them are there. All of them are there. And then Primal's like, geez, <laughs> that Megatron. <laughs> I, what are we going to do with them? And I'm like, chase him. <laughs> oh, classic Megatron. <laughs> that guy. And then Cheetor is like, hey, are we going to chase him? And he's like, oh, he's already gone. Is he? I... <laughs> no, he, he he's right he's down right, there. I can still see them. <laughs> he, he's miles away by can't now. Can't we lock up the Megahead? You know, like different doors, lock them inside so they can't get out. Gone. How are we ever going to stop this guy? And I'm like, okay. Me- <laughs> At this point, Megatron and Primal have this fucking like long, like edging session <laughs> where they don't or they won't kill each other, even though they can. And I'm like, stop it. Primal, <laughs> go get them. Yeah, and I just cause... imagine them walking out to like one of the windows showing the outside or like a vid window or like something like that. And it's like, ah, oh, who knows where he is now? And in the background, you hear, and you just see them like on that straight highway that goes all the way across. Even the... speeding away, just driving at a leisurely pace. <laughs> we gotta be, uh, we gotta be more efficient with our fuel in this economy. <laughs> the uh, the the posted limit is fifty five. Yeah, they're just going the speed limit away. <laughs> And Cheetor is like, boss, they're right, they're right there. I you know what? I might be able to shoot them from here. <laughs> nope, gone. Who knows where they could even be? And they're actually just on the high. I'm, I'm not even kidding. I, it was a skit at one point, but at the way the episode ends, is they're on that big highway, the one that's really easy to see, that's in like almost every episode. And they stop and chat with Megahead in the background. They went like they went like a couple hundred feet away before they were like, huh, the coast is clear. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, didn't Megahead have lasers? And that's the episode, folks. And that's the that's the episode. Uh yeah. Wanna wanna uh tell them about our rating system? Here on Too Much Energon, we have a three-tier rating system. It from the bottom to the top, it goes not enough energon to a sufficient amount of energon and then too much energon it is basically bad okay great 
Um, Siege. (laughs) What do you give this episode of Beast Machines? I give this a big old not enough Energon. The okay. this um the the bit with uh megatron as a diagnostic drone and his like little back and forth with rat trap was literally the only thing i liked about the entire episode that's the thing that part is great but beast machines is sometimes littered with great or hilarious moments just little gems here and then 23 minutes of like nothing (laughs) yep and this is one of those those episodes this, this is unfortunately one of those episodes uh not enough energon no i'm i'm actually giving it a sufficient amount of energon oh because of re- an unexpected relationship and because of like the diagnostic drone just because of those two things and i wish they lingered more on those two things and stretched it out oh wait well now rat trap literally said like oh i've got it's, it might take all afternoon, but I gotta plow her fields. So, I, it at least gets a sufficient amount of energy on for me. Okay, okay, I, 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 yeah. I'm with you. I, I liked the, uh, the, the plant, the sexual innuendo with uh, 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 agri- the agricultural uh, sexual sexual innuendo. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that, but uh, still not enough energy on for me. That doesn't. But does that a decent episode even make? It is so it is one scene and one bit in another scene that is good in this episode. You know and the rest of it's kind of eh. And, no. and like I said at the beginning, uh, I prefaced uh, this episode with the fact that the fact that it was so blatantly obvious that this was Megatron and the characters were like, ooh, <laughs> when they found out that it was Megatron and were acting all confused, it's so like stupidly obvious like a fucking five-year-old could figure it but out even if you had no idea and you were sure 100 sure that megatron was dead if you had to guess i mean now an interesting curveball <laughs> would have been if the characters assumed that it was megatron and it turned out that it wasn't it was and something it was else entirely noble. Like, Better episode, boom! You're welcome, like, Pyrus mainframe. <laughs> like that—that that would have actually been interesting. But if no. they assumed it was Megatron, tracked him down, and it ended up being anything, else. anything else, it would have been more interesting. And then the episode ends with like Megatron's voice in the dark, laughing. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, you know what? <sighs> I'm humming. I'm hawing. I, I'm thinking my. I'm thinking my rating is no, I'm sticking with I'm sticking with a sufficient amount of energon. All right. It, it's usually uh I, I I find the especially lately, like I've been grading episodes by and large higher than you. So it's kind of nice to see uh to see it kind of reversed this time. Oh, is is that I I have no memories of <laughs> what we rate anything. But yeah, I'm I'm sticking with this. I, I like the innuendo. I like that there wasn't just vehicons coming. They fight vehicons for ten minutes, and that most of the episode was just dialogue. Right. So even though the episode's not like, you know, doesn't doesn't bring me to completion when it comes to watering my mm-hmm. my <laughs> uh, uh, f- farm, my f- uh, sowing my field, sowing my field. Um, it uh. 
it edges me. So it gets a sufficient amount. It's it sallies your fields. Yeah, (laughs) there we go. So there there you have it. All right. uh, That was episode 79 of Too Much Energon. Best way to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Mentioned it earlier. $5 and up tier, you get a bonus preamble week in and week out of this and all the other shows we do. Uh, Today we had a fairly lengthy preamble. It's probably going to be about 40, 45 minutes long. Uh, A lot of jokes in that one. A lot lot of jokes in that one. Uh, I talk about a... uh, a uh, coworker of mine. Uh, uh yes. I uh, just listen. It's a it's an interesting story. Uh, go check that out. Patreon.com/slash/lasercomb at the ten dollar tier. Oh, and you also get uh, uh commentary tracks, and uh, uh uh what are you watching? Which is a kind of spin off of the preambles where we uh, specifically just talk about things that we've been watching lately. Uh, we're gonna gonna do another one of those soon i think because there's a new episode of the halo tv show out um oh paramount right i need to watch that uh yeah episode two just dropped so i'm probably after i'm done editing this episode i'm probably gonna go and watch that or maybe i'll watch it tomorrow yes anyway um ten dollar and up tier uh, i mentioned earlier our uh, news and current events program laser comb tonight uh also mentioned the laser comb podcast where we watch a random episode of a different tv show each week uh if you're a ten dollar patron you get to pick a show for us to do that you can pick you yeah. can pick donkey kong country you you can make us watch almost anything uh you want uh as long as it uh meets uh certain criteria show has to be uh, over so it can't something be something that is currently in production uh, and it has to be narrative based so no reality shows no game shows etc etc but other than that basically anything is uh nothing is off limits so patreon.com slash lasercomb social media go to facebook.com slash lasercomb or uh, you can follow the show on twitter at too much energon or you can follow me at lasercomb cal what are you at i am at NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L, on the Twitter. Uh, We will be back next week with episode 80 of Too Much Energon. Can you believe it? What? We we barely lingered on 79. Uh, Episode 80 of Too Much Energon, where we will be talking about Endgame Part 1, The Downward Spiral, the 24th episode overall of Beast Machines. 24 of 26. We're almost done, my dude. Holy shit. We're we're in the Endgame now, as Dr. Strange Strange said. We're actually in the end. Oh, it's a three-parter. Yeah. Yep, so part one. Uh, so Take that, that, Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah, Beast Machines was doing it first. That's right. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I think we're going to get out of here. I've been one of your hosts, The Siege. And I'm your other host, NeoCal. And until next week, I am transformed. And uh, I don't need to say that because uh, I joined later and, and now I just transform without having to say anything. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Arr, when I was a young lad, my father said to me, Arlen, 
engineer and learn some pirate history. I once a fearsome pirate ruled the seven seas. He was your great, great, great grandpappy, Quince Kirby. He told me tall tales of his ill-begotten gains, but the greatest treasure of them all still haunts me to this day. I'll make you swap the deck and then I'll throw you in the brig. I swear I'll make you walk the plank to right the wrong you did. The day you mess with scurvy, I'll you wish you'll ever mourn. When the coconut is mine, then you'll feel his pirate scorn. He hid it in an idol where it stayed for many years. But the eye of Ink-a-Dink-a-Doo did shed the crystal tear. It lay upon the ground until, much to my surprise, a stupid ape just wandered by and snatched my treasured prize. He discovered it possessed extraordinary power. But stealing it from scurvy would be his darkest hour. I'll make you swap the deck and then I'll throw you in the brig. I swear I'll make you walk the plank to right the wrong you did. 